Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan, and today we're going to be talking about a few different video games. So I just wanted to let you guys know, first off, that I have a few announcements I got to cover. So, announcement number one is that I have started doing research on the Werewolf Apocalypse uh, tabletop series and story and lore, so that way I can cover it with you guys before the game comes out in February. This is going to be a project that's going to take quite a bit of time because I've it took me about two hours yesterday just to get through a few little paragraphs. So, because there was so much information uh, conjunctured into that one little bit amount. So, I'm going to have to... This is going to be a long time. Okay, it's going it's to be a while before we even get that podcast event out there. But it's something to look forward to along with the Doom one. However, I did state uh, with the Doom one for the Doom Slayer lore, that we're pushing that back until all the DLCs come out for year one for Doom Eternal, meaning obviously we not only have to wait for the DLCs to come out, but wait till I play through them, and then I can cover the Doom Slayer lore from all the DLCs. So you guys are going to have to wait a while before you can actually start to see some stuff from me talking about Doom again. Um, obviously I'll be giving you reviews and my thoughts of the actual DLCs when they come, but as of right now, there's been no information regarding even the first DLC for the year one pass yet, so it could be a while for that, but the, I expect to get that, um, Werewolf Apocalypse lore podcast out for those that are interested in lore and whatnot, um, I plan on having that out by... The by October 31st, that that's the goal that we're shooting for on that lore podcast. So anywhere between I would say a month to October 31st, that should be out. Um in in upcoming podcasts, you know, whenever it gets close to being done, I'll let you know, but on a, an unrelated podcast, but I wanted to do the lore before the video game came out because I was thinking about doing some gameplay on Twitch. Maybe YouTube, we'll see. I don't know, YouTube is kind of 50-50 with me, I guess. But So, I might put some uh, gameplay up on YouTube when it comes out on February 4th of next year. But I plan on doing it on Twitch as well. Same thing that I did for Resident Evil. Uh, I recorded it, put it on YouTube. Most of it, anyways. I didn't finish it because I couldn't help myself and I needed to beat the game because I knew I was, like, right there. Um... But in terms of, like, Doom Eternal stuff, I put a few things up. I didn't... Doom Eternal was a game that I just wanted to play. I didn't want to broadcast it. But a game like Werewolf, uh, The Apocalypse, I I do want to broadcast that to you guys. So I will probably record that, put it up on YouTube, um, and or just live stream it on Twitch. Uh, I've done a few live streams uh, on Twitch for Call of Duty Warzone. When Season 5 comes out or gets closer, I'll be doing some more live streams over there. And you guys can find me at nzombie62, all lowercase, no spaces, just straight across nzombie62. And that's, of course, my gamer tag. Um, except that, uh, when I made the Twitch channel, it wasn't originally for PC boys. There was no uh, intention of it being for PC boys. But once I made my podcast and I was like, fuck it, we'll just make it our main podcast, um, stream site. But if you are interested in watching any Call of Duty Warzone gameplay in the future, uh, live streamed or previous streams, you can just go to that channel. It, It won't have many subscribers or anything like that. But you'll you'll know when you find it you, because my voice and what I'm playing. So 
Anyways, with all that out of the way, let's talk about the video games I want to talk about today from the Nacon presentation. Now, there's only two video games that I'm going to be going over from the Nacon um, event that they had, and that will be Vampire the Masquerade Swan Dance and Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. So, both of these games are coming, uh, or being brought to us by Nacon, at, uh, that's the publishing company behind the two games, which also they are doing um, a... Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, so that's also coming from Nacon. I don't know, like, what the difference between that is between that and Swan Song. I'm not really sure, but they are having two separate games coming at us. That is all that I know for Vampires and then the Werewolf one. So, the Vampire game, there was a cinematic trailer the other day, and essentially what happens is, is there's, like, these three different, um, clans of vampires... From Boston and oh fuck, I forgot what the other the other place was. But it's like a unification of the two for the blood bank or whatever. And there's some sh uh, building that gets shot up in Boston, which obviously Bloodlines Two takes place in Portland, Oregon, so across the country from each other. And then you know um, they were talking about how you're gonna play as like three different vampires, which they uh, showcase off. One is this high, rich um, African American woman. Then there's this one Asian woman who injects herself with a needle of blood, and then there's this white, rich-looking vampire who's a guy. Um, so essentially there's these three different characters that you're going to play as, and it's a role-playing game, obviously, so you're going to have multiple different, out, uh, endings due to your choices, which I love those type of games, so you'll definitely be catching me buying this vampire game as well, but basically, um, there's a fuck ton of games coming out for the, um... World of Darkness universe. So the World of Darkness universe had these tabletop games that came in the form of books that you read and, you know, taught you how to play the game and stuff and the lore and everything. And essentially, they are making movies and video games on all these different games. And the Vampire Masquerade games that I've recently been, been shown are, they're really cool. I think they're really cool and I'm going to buy them. But at the same time, you know, they're they're very different. Like, for instance, the Werewolf Apocalypse game and these vampire games take place in the same universe. Because the World of the Darkness universe has all this taking place in the same universe. But the games play very, very different. So the vampire games are essentially holding up the masquerade. Not showing the humans that vampires exist. And saving different vampire clans and organizations, um, and just upholding a masquerade of vampires not existing because they're outnumbered by humans like 50 to 1. And then in Werewolf the Apocalypse, you play as a Garu, which is a werewolf. And there's like three different types of werewolf. You have the ones that are werewolf, um, that are born, um, between two werewolves, a werewolf and a human, and then the were uh, a werewolf and a wolf. And depending on how you're born depends on, like, what your main form is. Because they take on three forms, being human, wolf, and werewolf. And <laughs> I think the one that you play as in the new game is a human werewolf born, if I'm correct. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but 
based upon how they show it so far, the human and the werewolf form tend to be like the the more shown off sides. So I'm curious to see what they do with this. But essentially, there's this major corporation called Pentex. And they have subsidiary companies, one being Endron Oil, and these are killing the Earth, the wildlife, and the werewolves. So when it says werewolf the apocalypse, it's actually the apocalypse of the werewolf race, because werewolves are not made, they're born in this uh, world of darkness universe. So werewolves are erased, and they're getting killed because the environment's getting destroyed by these companies, um... So, well, subsidiary companies and the main uh, company, Pentex, which has been corrupted by the worm, which the worm is essentially like this uh, god, or it's one of like the deities that they uh, worship or whatnot. There's like a triad, and essentially the worm corrupts things with its tentacles and whatnot. So, you know, y- you have the werewolves um, that kind of live by a code and they only kill humans. And supernatural creatures that are unwittingly or wittingly trying to bring a, uh, bring about the apocalypse or destroy the earth. So the werewolves are supposed to defend nature and the human race, but only the humans that are not trying to bring the apocalypse or kill the earth. And that's what I find interesting. However, when the werewolves are filled with too much rage, they can't tell friend from foe, and then can end up killing innocent. So I like how they keep that. But back to how these games play. So the uh, vampire uh, masquerade games seem to be a first-person experience. And that's what it seems like. And when it comes to the werewolf game, it's a top-down third-person action game. So it's a very... It seems like they're very different. It sounds like as well, from what I've heard, that the werewolf, the apocalypse game, is going to be semi-open world, in a sense, where you have different regions that you can explore openly, which I think is really cool, because the fact that you're not playing through this game in a very linear fashion, I think, really helps with replay value, because if you're going to make a werewolf game, and you're going to make open world and give the ability to transform between wolf, werewolf, and human at will, that game automatically has so much replay value. As a human, you're going to be able to talk and interact with other humans. As a wolf, you're going to be able to do reconnaissance, you know, um, spy, and then as a werewolf, that's like your main attack form, but apparently in a human form, you can use like a bow or whatever to silently take out enemies. So, I mean, it's really interesting, but I hope we get to fight vampires as, you know, being in this werewolf game. So, these games take place in a connected universe, kind of like the MCU, but taking place in different parts of it, but they play differently. The vampire games are first-person role-playing games where you're trying to hold up the vampire masquerade, but in the Swan Song game, you're trying to find out who committed the shootout at the top of the tower and uh, why they did it, and that's essentially what you're doing through the three different characters with different backgrounds and whatnot. And then, of course, the werewolf game is basically you just killing everything that has to do with Pentax, Endron, um, or the worm, and saving the werewolf race from dying out, essentially, is what the werewolf game is about. Except the werewolf game is 
action-centered, okay? The vampire game is not action-centered. It's a role-playing game. So, it, it depends on, you know, are you more of a vampire person? Are you more of a werewolf person? But also, what game mechanic do you like better? Action or role-playing? I mean, there's a, a sense of role-playing when you play the werewolf game, but it's not as prevalent because you're hacking and slashing your way through multiple enemies as a werewolf. And the werewolf in this game seems to have abilities, and that's what I find interesting, because this isn't just like a werewolf you would see out of a movie, like, we got abilities with a werewolf. So, I, I, can't, I can't think of a werewolf on the top of my head that has, like, abilities, but think of, like, you know, Kong with, like, his lightning fists or whatever, um, when he fought Godzilla in that really shitty movie back a long time ago, in Godzilla vs. King Kong, um... Kind of like that, you know? Like, the werewolf has these other powers other than just clawing his way through hordes of enemies. So we're going to be fighting supernatural enemies, we're going to be fighting humans in that game, and maybe vampires. Vampires have not been confirmed for the werewolf game, but it would be, by my guess, since vampires and werewolves are arch enemies, that they would appear. So I'm very excited for these two different games, both being a vampire and werewolf game, and their different game mechanics and whatnot, because I... In all honesty, think that if you're going to make a video game and you're going to make it different and you're going to make people want to play it, you got to A, make a good story, B, have good game mechanics, and C, you know, you need to make it interesting. And the World of Darkness, which I never knew anything about this until these games came out, and in the corner it said that they were part of World of Darkness. So, of course, it got me naturally intrigued, and I went and looked at the, you know, lore and what the World of Darkness franchise is, and it's really interesting, you know, it's just these games, I think, are a gateway for people to get into the tabletop game and whatnot that don't necessarily do tabletop games. Like, if you can sit there and play a World of Darkness video game and get the same lore and experience as somebody who plays the tabletop game, that's awesome. And they're coming out with movies, too, apparently. So I'm going to be interested in seeing these movies when they come about. Werewolf and Vampire. But I swear, if they if they make the werewolf movie, like, really shitty, you know, I'm going to be depressed because I'm a big werewolf guy, okay? Um, I've watched the Underworld movies tons of times. Um, I've watched multiple different werewolf movies, like American Werewolf in London. Um, it's just, werewolves are, like, my, they're, like, my favorite mythological beast, um, mainly because they're part man, you know, they aren't just all beasts, they're part man, too, but at the end of the day, these games sound really cool, now, what really disappointed me is, so, when they were doing this Nacon showcase, they were talking about the Vampire the Masquerade, and these people are obviously not from the United States, they don't speak English, so they have a narrator over them talking, doing translations, and essentially, they were just talking about the Vampire Masquerade, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but then Werewolf, you know, Werewolf the Apocalypse came around, and nobody talked about it, they just showed a one-minute trailer, and move to the next game of the showcase. And I was like, they're not going to tell us the plot. They're not going to tell us anything else. And I know that the werewolf and vampire game, um, other than their, you know, differing um, gameplay styles, I think that if they can connect the two games somehow with a reference or something, that would really build the world better. Because there's, there's a few games that I'm looking forward to, okay? Werewolf the Apocalypse... Um, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, and Marvel's The Avengers. Right now, those are the top three games on my mind going into next year, except for, of course, the Outlast Trials, which we don't, we, like, come on, it's Outlast. I mean, don't even gotta mention it, but 
those are the four games right now that I'm really excited for coming between, well, and Crisis Remastered, but um, between uh, now and 2021, 20, uh, basically these are the games that I'm excited to play. Werewolf the Apocalypse doesn't come out too far after 2021 starts, which is nice. It's only going to be about a month, a little over a month, um, which is cool. You know, it's, it's going to be nice that, you know, it's not going to take too, too long to get to Werewolf the Apocalypse. I am sad, of course, that they aren't going to be coming out with it this year, but I really, I really wanted it to. But I think the reason that they pushed the Werewolf game back is because the new, the next-gen consoles are, you know, the next-gen games are coming. Uh, the next-gen consoles are coming. And one thing I've noticed that all these companies have been doing with their video games are they postponed the launch of their game just so they can put it on the new platform. Because uh, originally, Werewolf the Apocalypse was supposed to come out for PS4 and Xbox One. Now it's supposed to come out on the Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PS4, and PS5. And... Probably, you know, Switch and PC, obviously. But it was like, wow. So they literally just postponed the game to put it on a new-gen console. That's the only reason I can think that they pushed it back. Because it makes no sense to push back the game any further. I haven't heard much about development problems with the Werewolf game. So, yeah. I know with the uh, Vampire games that it wasn't supposed to come out till you know, next year anyways. So, those weren't a surprise, but when I was like, oh, well, let's get the release date for this new Werewolf game, and then it said it was coming out next year, I was like, that's interesting. But then I saw that more platforms were added to it, and I was like, that's probably why they pushed it back. Not because the game wasn't ready or anything, because they wanted to get it on those new platforms, which I couldn't see why you would just release it on the current gen, and then once the new gen consoles come out, then release it on those on their marketplace. And here's the thing. I don't know if Werewolf the Apocalypse and these vampire games, if they're going to get a hard copy, you know? Because I feel like the Werewolf game, they're going to ship it on digital, but then the vampire games are going to get the hard copies, which I don't understand. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Because I'm a huge hard copy guy, you know? If you catch me buying movies, you catch me buying uh, shows or anything, you're gonna be catching me buying them on, on disc. Like, I could buy Daredevil Season 1 or all the, you know... Um, movies you can think of on digital, but I choose to get them on hard copy because obviously, like, if your Wi-Fi goes out or you can't pay for it one day and have to get rid of it for a little while, you know, you have it on disc. Put it into a Blu-ray player or whatever and you're good to go. Um, same thing with, you know, video gaming. You know, you lose your Wi-Fi or whatever. I know that you can obviously put some games on um, your consoles. And for Xbox anyways, you can make uh, a specific Xbox your home Xbox that allows you to play your games from the store on uh, your Xbox offline. However, you know, it's it's kind of like a last effort thing. And not to mention, it just feels better to have a physical thing in your hand, you know. And it's just, I wonder, you know, what or how they're going to ship the games out. Because I know Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is getting shipped out on hard copy. So I'm very interested in seeing if these other games get hard copies. Because not every game that comes out gets a hard copy. Like, for instance, Blair Witch came out as a digital only. But then for PlayStation, apparently, they gave out a hard copy. But for Xbox, they didn't. And I was like, that's so stupid. Blair, like, like you know, Xbox, like, originally, the uh, Vampire Masquerade, but, uh, or Swan Song... That was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. Now it's going to PlayStation because when they first had the trailer come out, 
it only had the Xbox consoles on it, and then they added on the PlayStation consoles. So, Xbox can't ever seem to get, like, a, just a standalone game for their own console. You know, something exclusive to them. Um, which kind of sucks, because I would really like to have something, like, good on Xbox. Not something shitty like Crackdown 3 or whatever, but a good Xbox game that isn't Halo to just be on the console. Like, PlayStation's got Spider-Man, for fuck's sake. You know that fucking game is going to demolish expectations of sales and everything. You just, you know what's going to happen. I mean, if you don't, you're kind of fucking nuts. I mean, obviously, it's going to happen. The thing is, um... When it comes to, like, these smaller company games like Nacon's uh, World of Darkness games. Or if you want to look at, like, Saber Interactive's World War Z and stuff. These are smaller companies coming out with games that could possibly make a big boom uh, with these AAA games. Because right now, these smaller companies, I've noticed, are taking advantage of the fact of like companies like Activision not talking about the next Call of Duty like all of these companies are out here not talking like AAA companies not talking about any of their new upcoming games and now you see all these smaller companies coming up and saying look at what we got in in the category list because what always happens is right is when you see a AAA developer say something like Call of Duty 2020 or something like that those get so much coverage and I mean a lot of coverage. Like, if... Okay, let's say Call of Duty 2020, the trailer dropped right now, okay? And the other day, Nacon did... I know it was more like a week ago, but let's just say hypothetically they did it the other day. And maybe not everybody got to see all the new games and stuff that they were dropping. But then they... You know, Call of Duty comes up. That's all you're gonna see on homepage YouTube or whatever, gaming-wise, because that's a big game, big franchise, big AAA developer. And a game like Werewolf the Apocalypse or The Vampire Masquerade, these games are not going to be talked about. They're kind of going to get pushed to the back. You're not going to really hear about them unless you really dig for them or know that they exist. At the end of the day, that's kind of just what's happened with all of these smaller game companies. They just, they don't decide to put out announcements for their games until the bigger ones either have done it or they do it before the bigger games come because if they decide to do their launches or their announcements right alongside these bigger games, their chances of getting their game to sell is going to be hard. Unless, of course, the games are or noticed anyways, but if their games are selling at different times in other games, then yeah. Like, for instance, Doom Eternal sold a fuck ton of copies, like, way more than Resident Evil 3 did. And Resident Evil 3 and Doom Eternal were separated by about a week. And even after that, Doom Eternal was selling way more than Resident Evil was because, A, Doom Eternal had this big hype train behind it compared to Resident Evil. But, three, there was the fact that Resident Evil's reviews were like, yeah, the campaign's short. And it just kind of led to the amount of copies being bought to kind of go down. Doom Eternal stayed pretty good for a while. Um, Right now, I think Doom Eternal, though, they need new content in the game. Like, I love the game to death, but it's so boring right now because there's nothing new. I don't play battle mode. Like, I think it's a good multiplayer mode. I think it's constructed very well. I just don't like it. So... Moving on from um, the Nacon video games and the World of Darkness video games, I just want to talk a little bit about um, uh, Doom Eternal and what I noticed with their update 2 recently. Because I did hop into some battle mode recently. Speaking of it, 
Um, so, Doom Eternal's Torment map, I love. I love this map. I think it's actually one of the best maps they have for battle mode design yet. Because it just, it feels like you're not getting claustrophobic or that you're open to an attack right off the bat. Because some of the maps for battle mode at the beginning, like the, um, the Arctic map, I forgot what the fuck it was called. But, um, essentially... At the beginning of the match, you are so open. The map is so open to being attacked from the beginning of the game. It's not even funny. And what I like about Torment is you don't have a direct line of sight to just attack somebody at the beginning of the game. And it's set up so well that the demons and the slayer can traverse the map without having really any difficulty traversing it. Because sometimes you know, the demons or the slayer will have a hard time traversing one map or another. I think this map does a good job at keeping uh, blind spots in the right places, but at the same time, allowing for good protection in others. At the end of the day, I think Torment's, uh, Torment is a great map, but I noticed that the slayer got nerfed. A lot in battle mode. Let me explain. So, when you chainsaw an enemy, you used to get a fuck ton of health. And now when you chainsaw an enemy, you don't get really any health. And not to mention, it feels like the Slayer is not even able to take much damage anymore. Because you gotta remember, it's a two-on-one game mode, right? The Slayer is supposed to be imposing and supposed to be more durable than the Demons, even though the Demons have bigger health bars because it's, it's a two-on-one. You're supposed to work together to beat the Slayer. But right now, the Slayer feels like you can take him on a one-on-one match. So the other day, okay, I'm a relatively decent battle mode player, okay? I'm not great. I don't suck. I'm about, me- you know, mediocre. And I was playing against a level 8 and a level 3 on Torment, the new map. I didn't have any prior experience with this map. I didn't know the layout. But I got my ass handed to me by a level 8 and a level 3. Now, I know there's going to be somebody that says, you just suck. No. I'm going to explain how I died, okay? So, I was doing what I normally do when I play battle mode that always leads to success. Get the double down perk, um, and get the uh, master chainsaw perk, so that way you can chainsaw quicker. But I noticed anytime I chainsawed an enemy... I was not getting nearly the amount of health that I used to. And I was playing with the same exact um, concept. I was playing with the same exact um, thought process, uh, gameplay process, as I did in previous times of me playing the map. And I found it funny, or excuse me, playing battle mode, and I found it funny that every time that I tried to kill or hurt a demon, that... It felt harder this time around than it did in the past. Because as a Slayer, I play by a specific uh, set of principles. I get two of the same perks every time I play. Being the Chainsaw Master and the Double Down for the two grenades. Because it really does come in handy. And I always stick with that. And I'll use the Rocket Launcher to take out the easier targets. And if not, I use the Ballista for like Paint Elementals or whatever. And normally this works. Now, I was fighting against a Revenant, okay? A Revenant and an Archvile. And normally the Revenants are the easiest things to take care of, but I swear the missiles went slower than they usually did. The damage that they caused was not even remotely as much as it used to be. The amount of health that I got from Chainsaw 
and the enemy was lower than it normally is. Overall, I feel like the Slayer just got slower. The weapons didn't do as much damage. You, um, when it comes to you doing damage to enemies, that felt relatively the same, but the reward of chainsawing an enemy or glory killing an enemy. Like, so I went from once having, um, from a glory kill, I glory killed a Hell Knight. And this was during that same match. And I went from, like, 23 health to 43 health from a glory kill. And normally when I glory kill enemies in the past on battle mode, I would go up to, like, 60 or 70 health depending on if I was on higher or lower 20s. But this brought me to the low 40s. Okay, they, they, they really shit on you for doing glory kills. And I was like, going from 20 to 40 health does not help much. And then, as soon as I got done with the glory kill, who was there? The arch vial. Shot me two times. Boom. Dead. And that's the thing that I realized is that it wasn't how I was playing. Because I was playing the same as I always have. I was playing against, like I'll remind you, a level 3... And a level 8, I believe, I said. It was it was very low rank. Like, not even rank 10. I know one was 3 for sure, but I can't remember if it was a level 8 or a level 6. But they, these were not highly ranked players at all. They had just gotten the game. I got my ass handed to me by these low-ranked players when I was playing the same way that I did in the past. But... Instead of getting success this time, like I normally do in the past, I got defeat. And normally in the past, when I lost games of battle mode, they were good matches. This was the quickest match I think that I've ever played. You know? And it, it, it really confused me. Because I was thinking, you know, maybe I just got really bad at it. But I really analyzed and played a few more games of battle mode to be like, okay, maybe maybe I just really sucked that game. No! Every game that I played after that, it was really apparent that the Slayer got nerfed. Because you aren't getting as much uh, health from Chainsaw, Glory Kills, your character just feels slower, the missiles feel slower than normal. You know, you just, you don't feel like you're doing much damage to the enemy anymore. Like, it just feels like you as a Slayer got nerfed really hard. Which, in my opinion, is unfair. And I know what people are going to say. How's that unfair? Because of the demons, it's a challenge to take on the Slayer, okay? You as a Slayer need to manage your resources well, but when the rewards that you get when you are trying to manage said resources are not adequate enough to keep you in the fight long enough or to defend from death long enough, that's when you know there's a problem. Not with you. I mean, if you're glory killing, you're chainsawing, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing to get you know, um, any resources to help you out, and you're the one dying a lot, it's not your gameplay. It's not you as a player. It's the system of the game and how it's structured. It's clearly nerfed the Slayer to the point where it's easy to fight a Slayer. Like, it's a two-on-one massacre, okay? Obviously, if you're, like, the best Slayer in the world, clearly, even with a nerf, you're not gonna have a problem. But for an average player like me that wins more matches than loses, but... I wouldn't say that I'm a master slayer by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm definitely good enough. I mean, I've beaten players along my rank. I'm uh, 
what am I, rank like 167 or something? Like, I'm up there, okay? I got a pretty high rank. I've faced players that are 200. I've faced rank players that are 250. Players that are like 144. You know, I've, I've fought in people along my rank. And I've beaten them. Hands down, even kicked their ass sometimes straight up as a demon and as a slayer. But at the same time, we're talking about people that just got the game and they had no problem kicking my ass, okay? And I have faced people that are really low rank in the past and I whooped the shit out of them. I felt bad about it, but I wanted that XP for, you know, the battle pass on the series. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just get some free XP, whatever. But this time, you knew that the slayer was just nerfed. And like I said, I thought it was that I was just shit. You know, for those of you that think that I had a bad game, I played multiple games of battle mode after that to really make sure that I wasn't just shitty. And come to find out, the Slayer really did get nerfed. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced this, but I would suggest to keep an eye on the health bar when you're glory killing. Maybe they fixed it. Maybe they've done an update on it. But I just want you guys to be aware that right now in battle mode, since when I played it, which was about half a week ago, that I was getting less rewards, both ammo and health, for glory killing and chainsawing. If any of you guys disagree with me, I would like to hear your thoughts. Um, you can always send us messages on Facebook and whatnot, but I just wanted to let you guys know a few things and talk about some games with you, because like I said, there hasn't been a lot of content going on on, you know, our channel. I would love to have more content for you guys, but like I said, right now with coronavirus pretty much killing off our movie conversations and everything, you know, it's really, it's really hard to talk about movies right now, because like I said, everything's been delayed, you know, right now they're starting to, uh, Sony is anyways, is getting underway with starting to shoot their movies again, because Tom Holland had a picture of him. First day on set, I, I think, was it, what was it, Uncharted or Spider-Man 3? It, it was one of the two. Um, but yeah, because he's, tra- he's going between those two movies. And so, yeah, they had a lot of different, um, you know, talks about, you know, starting up casting for other movies and stuff. So there's, a, there's movie stuff going on, but there isn't like trailers to talk about, plot to talk about, um, mysterious characters casted to talk about. You know, there isn't things like that. Like, you know, basically if we were talking about movies right now, we'd be like, oh, well, there's some casting, you know, being called out for specific characters. Or we'd be talking about, oh, well, you know, they just started, you know, filming and, you know, here, you know, this is how long it could take for them to get the movie out. The thing is, you got to remember when it comes to, you know, these movies and stuff, they've all been delayed the next year. Venom, Morbius, which Morbius would have been out already. Black Widow would have been out already if the movies weren't delayed. And we were, <laughs> we at PC Boys would already have those reviews out and all those discussions talked up and down, and you know I'd be dedicating a podcast specifically to Taskmaster, my boy, my favorite Marvel villain, but anyways, that's it, that's all I have for you guys today, not really a bunch of news, not even mainstream video game news, other than talking about the Doom Eternal update to, um, you know, things that I noticed, but I mean, I just wanted to talk about some stuff with you guys, you know, because not necessarily everybody's here exactly to be informed about stuff. Some people just like listening to me talking about stuff. Some people are here to be informed and some people are just like, oh, well, is Logan actually going to rage about something today? Because I, I know there's at least that one viewer that heard my Captain Marvel rant and, and wants more of that. So they come to every podcast hoping I'm going to rant about something, but this is not one of those times, you know, I like to be informative some of the time, you know, at least. 
I'm not a full-on news channel. I like to give my opinion a lot on news, but at the same time, there are th times when I just want to kind of talk about what's going on rather than just being like, hey, this is what's going on and this is what I think about it, you know? But that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you all enjoyed. And next time we do a podcast, we could be talking about Call of Duty. We could be talking about Doom. We could be talking about a few different things. Chances are not movies. There's not really a lot going on in the movie world right now to talk about. But um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed and we'll catch you all in the next one.